Welcome to TT with the Ballers podcast. World Cup Series. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of TT with the Ballers. This is the fifth episode of the World Cup Series. You've loved the feedback we've received so far, and we are going strong on all platforms, including Instagram and YouTube. So happy to have you here today. I have Anshu with me, and we'll be discussing the round of 16 results, starting all the way back from the Australia and Argentina game to the latest we have had in a Portugal pretty much dominating Switzerland in a 6-1 victory. We'll be also discussing some important elements where Spain could not break a Moroccan defense and they failed miserably in the penalty shootout. A Japan versus Croatia one-one, and obviously a Portugal without Cristiano Ronaldo scoring six goals. So uh, starting out from the top, Anshu, um, the first game Argentina Australia. Uh, given the kind of performances we've had uh, what do you think just two goals against a, a, a pretty average australia do argentina have the credentials to take this forward i mean i'm a messi fan myself but but i don't see them scoring a lot of goals and they haven't scored a lot of goals so what's your view with respect to argentina harsh i think it's a very interesting world cup that has been shaping out for them uh not specifically because of the fact that they're not scoring as many goals as one would hope they would but the fact that uh since the saudi game we have seen them improve gradually speaking in terms of the team messi has been quite phenomenal there is absolutely no denying that uh they have one of the best expected goals in in the tournament right now i think it's close to 2.4 or 2.5 per game which is quite good uh i i'm not a very big fan of possession statistics but uh one thing that uh, that i really like is the passes made in the final third which argentina have been uh, dominant on in the in the last couple of games they faced and uh, given that one of the goals came from Julian Alvarez uh, actually might be a good news for them in sense that they have always struggled to find that one out and out number 9 who can score goals from close quarters since the retirement of Aguero so i think that might just be a good sign so uh, to put a long story short if i am to compare argentina going up against holland which you know we'll talk about the holland america game but obviously if we talk about that i think we can pick holes in both teams i can i think there are voids that need to be filled and on bad days both like both of these teams can perhaps uh be be ripped apart uh if 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 i if i want to say it i'm not in terms of goal but at least in terms of possession in terms of dominating the game both of these two teams look like they could be ripped apart by the frances and the englands and the brazils of the tournament but i i still have a feeling that lionel messi is the difference so if if this if this would have been an argentina team without lionel messi i would have predicted that they go out against holland i would have predicted that the result that we saw against australia was 
you know it was something that was to be expected but uh, with Lionel Messi it's going to be a different dynamic uh, I, I don't think we have much to say about the Australia game apart from the fact that the one goal that they got was it was it was well it was a deflection wasn't it so, and we didn't see a lot from Australia they had like three or four shots only one was on target and the passes they made was were, were quite few as compared to Argentina so I think uh, a 2-1 does not describe the dominance Argentina had but I I to answer your question yes I think they do have what it takes to go f- uh, far in, in 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 the tournament still I mean uh, I was expecting a strong defensive performance from Argentina as well which they did show I mean obviously yeah. the one goal uh, doesn't truly reflect the way they have been solid on the back but yeah. uh, with Denzel Dumfries and Daly Blind coming from the wings in in the Netherlands team, and we have discussed at length about how how fullbacks are being used. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the previous Netherlands uh, America game, uh, United States game, I think there were two two good signs for uh, Netherlands. First was both their fullbacks scored Denzel Dumfries and Daly Blind. And a Memphis Depay who was not scoring, who was not on the score sheet, who was missing. I mean, he Mm. got a couple of assists, but he didn't score, right? It was Cody Gakpo who was scoring match after match. But then he came up uh, uh, on the score sheet and he really showed that, no, even he can score. So, I mean, we had a poll on our Instagram page this time on who seems likely to win the uh, the Argentina Netherlands tie and it's it's 60 40 in favor of Netherlands and everyone is is back is that's the very interesting. Army. so <laughs> that's rather interesting I, right. I as you know I don't use Instagram so I, right. I I was not aware of it but a 60 40 in, in in favor of Holland is rather interesting because I was thinking the exact opposite <laughs> right. I, I would have I would have said 60 40 in favor of Argentina I would have even gone and said that 70 30 in favor of Argentina uh, it uh, it's it's very interesting these two teams you know it's like if I if I if if you just go ahead and look at the uh, look at the lineup that uh, Holland have been fielding and it's been a pretty pretty decent and a pretty consistent lineup so to speak uh, but I as much as I like the way Denzel Dumfries has been playing, uh, as much as I like the daily blend goal in 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 the match against America, I am a bit. Ca- I I would be if I were Van Gaal, I would be a bit cautious about about the entire uh, the 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 way they play, so to speak, against Argentina. The reason I say that is because. Uh, so the way Holland are playing has been very much dependent upon these two wing backs, right? So Daily Blind and Denzel Dumfries. Now, Dumfries to me is a is a very good player. He's fast enough. He has what it takes to make those overlapping and underlapping runs with uh, you know somebody uh, somebody like a Gakpo or a Klassen perhaps connecting with them. What it, what would be very interesting is how these two wingbacks are essentially going to deal with Lionel Messi. And that would be something to watch. Uh, because, <clears throat> see, Blind is not fast. 
blend lacks the ability to make those uh, make those overlapping defensive runs mm -hmm. against wingers uh and denzel dumfries he is fast but he does not track back as much which is why they are very much dependent upon timber and van dyke who have been performing very well there is absolutely no doubt about that mm -hmm. uh but it would be interesting to see how they cope with essentially messy because <clears throat> uh so here's what it's a, it's a very interesting statistic for you uh Messi has been playing a classical number 10 role with Argentina this World Cup. There is absolutely no denying that. But where he has been creating problems, and we saw that in the Mexico game, we saw that in uh, the game against Australia. And I think it's pretty much what we are going to see against, uh, uh, against Holland, which is that Messi has, although he has been in that, in that number 10 role, he does not shy away from, you know, doing what he used to do perhaps 10, 12 years ago, where he would draw midfielder, he would draw midfielders and defenders to him in, in vast numbers. And then he would release somebody on the left side, perhaps Lotaro Martinez, perhaps an Acuna, we don't know. But the ability to make those passes and make those, make those chances out of absolutely nothing is something that is absolutely unique to him at least in the holland uh, holland argentina game so i think for me that would be the thing to watch out for uh, if messi however is contained and if if i think if i think holland have what it takes to stop him from scoring then i don't see holland uh, holland losing this game but that is a big if. That is a very big if, given the given the form that he's in. Right. So I think tactically, you know, uh, the way Saudi approached the game, I uh, yeah. the tactical analysis of the Saudi game shows that you know they basically formed a very narrow box. Yeah. In front of the goal, and they defended yeah. there. They were like, yeah. let the crosses come, let yeah. Messi try to dribble, and uh, yeah. we we'll see through. Yeah. And uh, they tried to have their own, they were, they were playing, so to say, in, in, in very vertical channels, they were not yeah. using the width and that's yeah. how they, they uh, overcame Argentina. Now, yeah. interestingly, this Netherlands team really uses the width. Mm. So does Argentina. Yeah. Now, yeah. it will be interesting to see whether it will be a battle between, you know, sort of the defensive midfielder and Messi or or a Virgil van Dijk and Messi or would it be you know something like a a, a, a tactical match between both the uh, fullbacks uh, like we we can only predict how how the teams would uh, line up and if Argentina uh, if Netherlands goes with a three at the back or a two at the back I think uh -huh. most probably it, they'll go with a two at the back uh, sort of a setup. But I uh, doubt that. I doubt that because uh, the reason I doubt is is because uh, if you look at the recent games that Holland have played, and uh, you know that Holland have the best expected goals ratio in in the tournament mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. It's it's I think two point six or something. What really surprised me is the fact that it's a you know, it's it's like 
watching holland play is is like watching a return of the classical 442 off the ball if you know what i mean you know right. they don't but they are they, playing they, a 352 basically yes like, but 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 off the ball play. you would often see so uh, what i have observed is when uh, when they are going up against teams that are not essentially uh, you know that are not essentially bad at keeping the ball <clears throat> you can very often actually more often than not see them getting converted into into a team that where you see virgil van dyke and nathan ake at the absolute center of, of 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 things and then you see somebody like a daily blind filling in uh with timber as a back four so what it becomes is is it is it becomes a 442 off position which essentially mm-hmm. allows them to press teams in um you know in that regional pressing setting where uh if if the ball is on the left side of the pitch the entire entire left side of the field goes ahead and presses the ball and they cannot do that with with three at the back because if if, if that would essentially overload one of the sides which would against argentina which could be a risky strategy because messi can release players behind the defensive lines pretty much at will you know and that that could be a risky thing to do so i don't think they'll they're going to change the tactics in terms of uh, how they line up what i think they might just do is they might just uh, they might just start with a franky deong and a and a, and a classen and a derun diamond as opposed to as opposed to forming a four man midfield on the ball so they have mm-hmm. that kind of a a transition into a 433 as and when they want but i think van gaal's strategy is still going to be overloading that midfield with players so that he has that possession you know so that he can i mean i think i think uh, if he does not go with the three at the back yeah. then uh, then it 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 becomes a little risky on the tactical end of it but again yeah. giving argentina a lot of width is creating a problem for yourself Uh, I agree. I agree. The, the the thing with Argentina is that they have a midfield which is not very or has not been very consistent. So, uh, yeah. McAllister and De Paul have been performing okay. To um, in in my experience, in, in my opinion, they have they have not outclassed anybody, but they have not but they have not been poor. They have not been bad. Fernandez who essentially sits back and it is his job to make those defensive runs and uh, make those uh, you know make those line screeching passes from behind and look for Messi whenever he wants his form is is a problem yeah <clears throat> so the uh, so what i would like to see is how argentina line up uh, in terms of whether they are starting Christian Romero and Otamendi or whether they're going with Lisandro Martinez and Christian Romero whether they are playing Molina on the right or whether they are playing Tilo or you know it's 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 uh, of course the fact whether they they are going to play Di Maria or not is going to play a big is is going to play a, a I think a a very a very for the lack of a better word important strategy so right um i think can di maria this, come in and make a difference with he can, with all he can. The i i i, I believe look for all the criticisms that he's faced i still maintain that he's a very good player i still maintain that he has what it takes to come off the bench and make that make that you know curling strike inside the box it, we've mm-hmm. seen him do that more often than not but would you rather would you rather 
play him or would you rather play somebody like a Papu Gomez who they went with in 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 the Australia game? It's that that I think would be very interesting to see. Right. So I think uh, let's let's move ahead from there to you know back to the World War Two where we'll be seeing <laughs> <laughs> English and the French hmm. clash yet again in another war. Though this yeah. this is a sport. Yeah. And uh, historically, in all the wars, England has had a better record uh, than the French. But in football mm. and with the current French team, it it seems tilted in the favor of France. Though you cannot write this English team off, given the kind of form, especially Jude Bellingham has, and mm. you know. Uh, Kyle Walker coming in instead of Trippier, which proves yeah. to be a very nice move. We were discussing yeah. about it. And Jordan Henderson scoring the first goal against Senegal mm. with, with that cutback, you know. Mm. So, um, England are showing all the right signs, but do you... I feel... I feel... In the midfield, England are going to boss the game. But... Mm. Every time, you know, France sits a little deep and uh, Griezmann gets the ball and he releases a Kylian Mbappe, it's it's uh-huh. going to be a huge, huge problem for, for the English defence. Because, yes, Kyle Walker has the pace, Trippier has the pace, but three of the four at the back do not have the pace to, you know, counter... A very fast running Kylian Mbappe or you know the other winger. So that is going to be a huge problem. I I I truly believe that you know uh, a Jude Bellingham against Shomeni or or a Jordan Henderson against Rabio is gonna tilt a little in favor of England, but it's it's the English defense that I'm worried about. I mean, yeah. all, all the French midfielders have the capability to, you know. Uh, make that pass and given the kind of pace and form Mbappe is in and even Olivier Giroud has been you know uh, popping in goals quite good yeah so if if a Theo Hernandez or a Jules Kunde you know just just Mm. uh, go through the midfield it's going to be quite a challenge for uh, for for the English defence uh, and I forgot the name of the obvious Osman Dembele, who's kind of trying to redeem the the all the jitters and all the criticism he has got over the season. And over, mm. like, he hasn't really performed. But in this French team, he, he looks different. And uh, so does Anton Griezmann. We were talking how, uh, how the manager has used them uh, perfectly and... Uh, as good a tactician as he was a player. So, yeah. uh, long story um, short, uh, who goes through, in your opinion? Look, uh, let me put it another way, right? If England can't stop France, I think they're winning the cup. I I, I think... It, it, I think the only way you defeat this French team... So actually, there are two ways I think you could defeat this French team. One would be... The way I think City did it with PSG uh, in 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 the in the last Champions League, where I think we saw that Kyle Walker versus Mbappe battle over there, and I I it was quite 
it was quite eye-opening for me because I was surprised to see Kyle Walker being able to man-mark Mbappe the way he did in the, in, 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 in the, in the league game. That being said, it's, it's, it's different playing for your club and it's different playing for your country. When, when Kyle Walker is playing for City, he has the backing of somebody like a De Bruyne coming back or, or a Rodri coming back. Or, you know, he has very fast defenders in terms of uh, John Stones. And uh, Ruben Diaz, but that is that is but not. But John Stones alert. again is playing, but uh, I am not very convinced he has the pace. Uh, uh, Ruben so, Diaz and Joel Cancelo are are a different ball game. Nathan Ake is a different player, but uh, John but Stones. See his. Can... I think he can. I think he can because see, it depends on. I think, in my opinion, it depends on what kind of a what kind of a block. Uh, Gareth Southgate goes ahead with. So, uh, we have seen quite clearly that if you are able to release release Mbappe on the left side or on the right side, it's it's. I think it does not matter which foot he takes the shot on. If he gets released successfully, he's scoring. Like he's a he he's become a phenomenal goal scorer over over the past couple of years. He does not uh, like he used to do previously, where he would just cut inside or outside and try to curl the ball in 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 the far top corner. He does not just do that anymore. He 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 goes for the bottom left. He goes for the bottom right. He can he can make those uh, he can make those off the box curls now. So it's. It's difficult to stop him scoring if he has been released. That being said, I think we have we have seen uh, Kyle Walker and John Stones contain him previously in 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 the PSG City matches. So I am I I would say I am a I'm even a tad bit hopeful that they are able to do it because as weird as it sounds, I actually do want England to come on top and win this game. Uh, I I think I think. It's not just going to be. It's not just going to be. You know, uh, an Mbappe versus Walker match. Right. I think we. I think even if they, even if they are able to contain Kylian Mbappe from scoring or giving an assist, there are so many other things that he can do. And even if he can't, there are so many other players who can do those things. Like I think, I think ignoring the Shaw versus Dembele battle would be equally stupid. If not, if not less stupid, I think it. I think the. I think the battle that perhaps Declan Rice is going to have with, uh, and Antoine Griezmann in the midfield is going to be equally interesting. Uh, in and my opinion, I see a fifty-fifty split in this match, man. I don't see any of the team, either of the team, as of now, coming up on top and saying that I'm going to win this, because again, as I've been saying. I don't know for two weeks now that although this is a very good French team, it's it's a contender for the title for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how that how this team is going to perform against team that have the ability to outscore this. So as I was saying, there are only two ways I think you could you could stop this French team from, um, for the lack of a better word, overrunning you. Is one you you region mark or man mark Mbappe in such a way that he does not get released on either of the sides mm-hmm. or you outscore them. It's as simple as that. And yeah. I don't see any other team having, not even Brazil for that matter. I don't see any other team right now having the capability to outscore this French team apart from England. 
the way England have been performing and the the kind of players that England has. I mean, we keep forgetting that England England's front three is essentially Kane, Foden, and uh, Foden and Saka. Saka without a Rashford, without a Raheem Sterling. So all of these are very fast wingers. You know, they have the ability to make those runs. They they too have the ability to cut inside and hit hit good goals. What makes it even even I would say a better forward line I would say uh, as compared to France is the fact that Harry Kane has the ability to drop deep and play as a false nine or even as a number ten at times, which I don't think Giroud has. Um, all respect, but to Giroud him. certainly all has different set of skills. If 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 of uh, course of uh, course uh, uh, see, Giroud is an... forward. He can certainly receive it and give it to Mbappe or Dembele and then things can move. I mean, last World Cup, I guess he had, I'm not sure. I may be wrong, Mm. but he did not have a lot of goals. He had like one or two goals last World Cup and he was phenomenal. Because there was Benzema and, you know, Benzema was playing though. Last last one. Oh, he was not. He was banned. If 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 you if you start making comparisons between Harry Kane and Olivier Giroud, who would you rather have in your team? I would. I would have Harry Kane in my team I mean, any day of the week, right? I would also the, the have thing Harry Kane, but then the fact is that uh, for for all the surprise in the world, uh, Olivier Giroud is the highest French goal scorer with the like of I, see, I, I, Thierry Henry. That's and, why I said with all Trezeguet that's why I said, and with Nicolas all you... of the world, uh, Olivier Giroud yeah. is the highest. Uh, French all-time goal scorer. So, I mean, would you not see? That's why. That, no, that's why I said. With all due respect to Olivier Giroud, I think this game might not see as many out-and-out goal-scoring opportunities or the poacher goal-scoring opportunities, essentially. And <clears throat> I think. I think um, you can call me you can call me an idiot for saying this, but I think outscoring this French team is going to be a difficult task. But uh, we it's again have going to be a very difficult task. All I'm saying is that this England team has what it takes to outscore this French team on on a good day. Whether uh, how how Southgate is going to approach this game tactically is going to be very interesting because he has. He has been seen before to delve into more defensive strategies but, when the going gets tough. And we all know that penalty shootouts are not England's friend. So I think it's going to be rather interesting because if 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 all the all the players in this English team have what it takes to switch gears at the right time and sit mm-hmm. back at the right time, I think they they have what it takes to uh, to defeat this French team. Right, at least at the end of the day, we are at the best of the best part of the tournament and only the best of the best teams remain. So, yeah. Um, with that, I mean, I was kind of appalled when you said even Brazil could not outscore this French team if it is not for the English to stop them right here, right now. Uh, yeah. Do you think Brazil has had a easy run till now? Because... No. No, no, no. Saying that would just be, I think it would be, yes, it would be undermining what they've done. And I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so, man. I, I think. See, I'm not taking the... anything against, uh, away from, from the Brazilian team. I mean, they were amazing. They were phenomenal. It's beautiful goal. 
I mean, uh. Richard, beat Richardson's overhead kick or the goal he scored recently against Korea, where there uh. was this, this beautiful set of passes that just went through before he scored the goal. Yeah. Uh, even uh, even there was beauty in 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 the Neymar's penalty, the way he made yeah. the goalkeeper sit. So they have yeah. been playing beautiful football, but yeah, a Korea Republic in 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 round of sixteen and and a group with they had a fair enough group. I I think they had Switzerland in their group. The meeting Croatia. They are meeting Croatia, and that Croatia team could not. You know they have been having their own set of struggles, mm. uh, and uh, though I know that you rate this Croatian midfield really highly with Kovacic, Brozovic, and and Modric. Uh, and Modric, of course, of course, yeah. So, uh, but again, I think I think it's gonna be a bloodbath against Croatia, but. <laughs> <laughs> the way it was yeah. against uh, 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 against Korea because you know they scored four goals and they were like okay yeah I think the game is done and they were they I were I think this Croatian team uh, this might be a very unpopular opinion I think this Croatian team is rather good at sitting in low blocks and not having possession of the ball. Oh, was South Korea. That's what Not really. Thought. Not really. Not really, man. I mean, again, not taking away anything from from uh, the, South the Korea or the players that, that they fielded. Mm-hmm. But any day of any day of the week, if you are to put these two teams into contention, that is Croatia and Croatia uh, have a much Obviously better. They have a better, better, and they have a much better understanding of how to play against teams that are better than them at playing football. If you mm-hmm. know what I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I obviously they can have a bad day and they can get they can get thrashed for four or five goals. I don't think I can with the kind of team that Brazil has. That is always a possibility. That being said, I think. I think if Croatia are in their groove, and when I say in their groove, they don't have possession. They're sitting in a low block in a very, very narrow 4-4-2 or a 4-5-1, whatever whatever it is that they want to do off the ball. I'm not talking about on the ball. So when they are sitting in that low block, it is difficult to break them. It is it is very very difficult to break. I them. mean, honestly, if if this uh, Croatian team can can fend off the Brazilians, I think this one player, Josko Guardiol, is is gonna yeah. be hot property in the transfer market. And There's news for you, the Fabrizio Romano channel says that uh, United are approaching Guardiol. Guardiol, uh, is it? So, Yes, so that I, might I be... these days I'm just concerned with one player, and which that is, is Bellingham, of course. Which is Bellingham, and, uh, and you have your agents or... out to get him, which which has been a rather frustrating scene. And I know we decided not to talk about club football, but the way the the the, the more the club football approaches, more near we come. I yeah. I find it difficult to not. I find think it's Carol. it's gonna be. Uh... They're, they're going certainly going to be a few superstars, like yeah. always, to come out of this World Cup. Yeah, and yeah. Guardiol is certainly going to be one of those. I mean, number 20 for uh, 
before the World Cup started, since uh, we are talking about the the man, the myth, the legend, Fabrizio Romano, he yes. told in his in his uh, the short video that he does that yeah. watch out for this player. He told about Jacko yeah. and he told about Guardiol. He yeah. also told about a couple of other players that I'm forgetting the name, but uh, these two players I I do remember. And he told them that they are gonna be two two of the few. Uh, they are going to be one of those players who break out this World Cup, and it's been that. But like you said, it's difficult not to talk about uh, club football. Yeah. There's one player who's apparently playing a defensive wing back for Tottenham uh-huh. Hotspurs, but yeah. for his national team is playing on the wings, scoring yeah. goals, providing yeah. assists. I'm talking yeah. about Ivan Perisic. Perisic, yeah. And and how much of his experience is gonna come? It's it's another debatable point. But what uh-huh. a player to have in your team against a, a tough course. Brazilian. Of coming. course, of course, he's a fantastic player. There is, I, I I don't think anybody denies that. I mean, you can you can sing about the fact that he's slow and he does not make those runs behind defenders and all that. But the I mean, who calls him slow? I mean, he's anything but slow. Even at this age, he's running past defenders. He's putting those crosses. He's really putting a shift. He did you, did you did you look at the header that he scored against Japan? I, I, I that is that is testament in itself of of the kind of goals that the man can score. That was a bullet that went in from 15, 16 yards out, and the goalkeeper could not do anything. Right, and it was it was not something that you get to see on a daily basis in any football uh, match that you might come across international or other or otherwise. Mm-hmm. So uh, you see, Croatia have the players, I think, in my opinion, to give this Brazilian team a good fight for their money. I, I'm not saying they're going to win against Brazil. That's that seems highly unlikely, but. If the match were to go to penalties, mm-hmm. you know, if the match were to go into extra time, you cannot write them out. You simply cannot I write mean, them uh, out. If it, if it was, if I have, uh, I mean, I am predicting a bloodbath against Croatia for some <laughs> reason because I'm this. Not. Oh my God, this Brazilian team looks scary. I mean, they could have easily scored seven, eight goals against South Korea. I mean, it was just their respect. Uh, yeah. That that they stopped themselves from doing it and they did not proceed any further. Yeah. But but the beauty and how easy was it? You know, it's not just being beautiful and being creative and making good passes, having good strikers, having good midfielder. But the fact that the likes of your central defensive midfielder Lucas Paqueta and Casemiro are scoring goals, if if not for the Swiss game. Where they struggled and Casemiro had one in his locker and he managed. I mean, the previous match just shows that in their groove, they they can knock three past you before you even realize. And I'm sure uh, South uh, South Korea, Korea Republic had a plan, but certainly did not work. It didn't work. Yeah. in, In 35 minutes. Yeah. See, um, I I try I try to not make assumptions of how a team plays based off of one match. It's difficult not to when they score four goals in thirty five minutes. It's 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 
it's a, it's a rather it's a rather tricky situation to put yourself into but i'm still going to go out on a limb and say that i don't think it's going to be a high scoring match i i really don't think so uh whether brazil have the metal to grind out matches or not could very well be seen in this match i think they have proved in the group stage that even when they are not playing well they are a team that can win the matches which is why i i i am always going to predict that brazil are going to come on top but i think i, I think you might be writing off croatia rather to easily because I, i i seriously don't think it's going to be a bloodbath man i i think it's either going to be a 1-0 2-0 2-1 kind of a match well well time will tell that but talking sure. about uh, high scoring matches i mean we have either seen a very dominant team or we have seen a nil nil yeah. but uh, a a dominant performance and i think the highest scoring match without yeah. cristiano ronaldo has been portugal and what an introduction of gonzalo you know, i just feel i just feel vindicated looking at this result yeah. because I, I, this result pro- had proven me wrong but it had proven me wrong in a way that i wanted to like i was predicting something like a 2-0 3-0 finish uh-huh. i was expecting portugal to have it easy but i was not expecting to have it this easy like you are talking about cristiano ronaldo i don't know if it is too soon to say this or what but he might he might now have to get used to the reality that teams are figuring out ways to play without him and th- they're doing quite well at the evidence of it i mean what a decision by the manager yeah. and uh, what fluidity it has brought maybe <laughs> switzerland might have had a plan for cristiano ronaldo and and again you see a certain 20 ramos came out of syllabus ramos was out of syllabus And yeah. <laughs> first appearance i think it was his first cap yeah 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 and it was his second hat-trick. appearance for portugal it was his first first his appearance first start, in the world cup yeah first start for portugal uh, the only thing i knew about this guy before uh, the tournament began was that he's a benfica striker and he's been in a very decent form in this season is scoring i think 10 or 11 goals in 14 matches or something like that not quite sure about the statistic but there you go uh, i w- when he named him on the team sheet i did not expect the the way he scored his first goal is i think reminiscent of what top strikers do when they are in in top forms you know you just turn you don't look and you shoot it doesn't matter if it's near post far post that goal being on the near post of jan sommer and the guy could not move you know that i mean that no one expected i mean even the top goalkeepers could not expect you know to get beaten on the near post like that yeah. with yeah, that yeah, amount yeah. of class yep i mean yep. who uh, yeah uh, so and okay the second goal scorer i mean the commentator was saying that he could be the father of the first that's how old he is <laughs> but uh, pepe captain side and uh, scoring that that really terrific header i mean how many times have we seen him just yeah. bounce up in the air and and be that fighter i mean yeah. he, he looks old it's yeah. not it's not a messy kind of a old or you know uh, uh, a perisic or a or even a cristiano ronaldo kind of old i mean his mm. age really shows now on his but the, face 
Thiago the goal Silva. was very, but the goal was very Ronaldo-esque. You know, the, that I, jump. I would that say header. it was it was a vintage strikers, uh, vintage yes. defenders, a number yep, yep. three's goal. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. something that a Maldini would score in his day, yes. something a Vidic would have scored in his day. Yeah, so it was yeah. that kind of a goal, and and six goals, and it would be a crime not to talk about Jao Felix yeah. and mm-hmm. his compatriot Rafael Liao coming yeah. in in the last minute. It has been something of of a. I think that the, the Rafael Liao goal, uh, because it was the sixth goal, people did not celebrate it as much yeah. or pay attention to it as much. But I think it was a fantastic goal. It was and Rafael Liao. It's it's been a trend. Rafael Liao has been coming in when it's it's like five minutes to go, ten minutes to go, and just just banging him golazos. So yeah. the next Portugal uh, face Morocco, which yep. again is is a strong defensive team, but but I don't think uh, this is where I predict any... a, a bloodbath. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I think that we might just we might just see how much depth Morocco have have been able to put themselves into. They've ob- obviously defeated Spain. I mean, Spain so was so shit. Spain, Spain was has absolute, been shit since. Absolutely horrible. Xavi, Hernandez, and Iniesta retired, and they. Yeah. I mean, it's okay to have a a, a methodology, a tiki taka style of play. Yeah. But all the passes, all the tiki-taka has been either in defense or passing sideways in the midfield. Yeah. There hasn't been, you know, that that final See, result. Because it's not... I, I, I think I have kept saying this even in our podcasts where we've talked about the reason why Barcelona have faced the crises that they've faced in recent years. When, when the When the, you know... I, I would say the four bearers of a particular strategy decide to change their strategy. I think that is the time you need to you need to start thinking about tweaks and changes and so on and so forth. Because Guardiola does not follow that strategy anymore. You know, mm-hmm. if you see City's games, it's not. Tiki-taka. It's not certainly it's not tiki taka. It it's, means... it's it's it is tiki taka in the way that when they have the possession and and they see an opening, they will do everything in their power. To make sure that that pass goes through, even if it even if it means making ten passes just for the sake of it, but they're not. Even City are not doing that. You know, they they are buying players who who can finish on crosses. That's evident by Erling Holland. They they they're they're playing those long balls, which you know uh, European teams have essentially demonized Premier League teams for. Uh, for following that strategy over the years, so I I think Tikitaka would work if it was if it was sort of accentuated with modern day tactics in form of in form of playing a more vertical pass in in form of playing passes that essentially uh, you know break defensive lines. But mindless Tikitaka, as we saw with Spain, is always going to harm you because teams know how to counter that. They're just going to sit, sit in a low block. What are you going to do? You At that point in time, you are completely dependent on luck to have those balls in the box to score. So basically, you're saying that Mourinho came in 10 years early to Premier League than the World Cup. Because I... that's exactly what kind of tactic uh, Morocco applied and, and they got through. I mean, in, in penalties, it's always 50-50, but... 
I think the penalties were shit, man. I mean, I have never seen a a, a top tier team taking three back to back. Terrible penalties, yeah. I was looking for adjectives. Even terrible doesn't describe what I feel. But it was absolutely shit. It was it was absolutely. I mean, it's it's difficult. I I think they're going to sack Luis Enrique or he's going to party. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is left already, yeah. yeah. So it has been it, announced. It's going to be very interesting who they bring in at his place now, but uh, it, it's 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 weird, and uh, it's weird that I am saying this. But Morocco deserved to win that game. They were the better team, uh, even if they they might not have they might not have had the possession, they might not have had the number of passes, they might not have had even the expected goals on top of Spain, but they were still the better team. Well, David Deha and Thiago Alcantara say hi, and <laughs> let's <laughs> let's. Um, I don't think it would have made a lot of difference, but uh, I think Luis Enrique could not make this Spain team function. I mean, it had two apparently best youngsters with with Gavi and Pedri, but. Mm. I think there was more they stand out. I think no. Cody Gakpo, Jude Bellingham, these kind of players have been more. Even for that matter, I would say though he has been coming out occasionally, Javi Simmons from uh, Netherlands has uh, been more of a young, shining, bright kid than than these two. Yeah. I mean, there's so uh, much that this Spain team could have done. I I was I I, I don't was... like the way they play, but I was just hopeful of of. I just hope with such a young team and such young bright stars, they could do something. But no. Nope, uh, if I, if I am to take my own predictions into account, I did not see Spain qualifying in the round of 16 as well. So it's a right. uh, I again I do feel vindicated by it, and I as I well, said. Of everyone in the last podcast, I was the only one who was sure that Morocco will go through. And if you listen yep. to our previous work, yep. podcast, yep. I mean, everyone was a little shaky in the way they were saying that, oh, you never know, Spain could do it. But I I was pretty sure that the way Morocco has been playing and their style, it's, it's absolutely anti to what it's like. It's like a electricity type Pokemon against a water type Pokemon <laughs> and you know what's going to happen and I kind of knew but Portugal again contrasting opinion I think it's going to be tough for, for Portugal to crack this team at least in the first 20 or 20-30 minutes hmm. after that the game might open up but I, yeah. I think Morocco are sitting tight they, have, they are the own fourth African team to make huh. it this far in history. The other two have been Ghana and Cameroon. Yeah. They're going to sit tight, man. They know what they have and what they don't. I, see, that's the thing, you know, you can't, um, it's difficult to make these predictions when, you know, you get in the knockout stages where a lot depends on how well you perform for two hours and then it's the penalties that come in so uh, i think portugal will, will will do very well to take lessons from the spain game and not and not 
play the way Spain did, I, I know they already do not. And uh, with the kind of midfielders that Portugal has in form of Carvalho, uh, Bruno Fernandes and Bernardo Silva, I think it's going to be a very, very fluid midfield. Uh, they are going to rely very heavily on, on their midfield Portugal to break those lines. And again, I, I, I say a bloodbath, but I think it's going to be more like a convincing victory for Poland in terms of having a 2-0 or a 3-0 victory. I don't see Morocco going forward from here. Poland, nay Portugal. Okay. I, I would I, I would like to know your predictions here. So I'm pretty sure you're you're suggesting Brazil wins. I'm pretty sure you're suggesting France wins. Uh-huh. But what are the other two? Do you see? I Holland think Portugal go will go through. Portugal mm. will go through a two-nil or a three-one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, against France, it's difficult to call, but I think it's going to be KG. It's going to be, again, something like a 2-3 like a or a 4-3. It's going to be a high-scoring match. Mm. It's going to be end-to-end. Mm. Uh, what do you think about the Holland game? Do you think Holland is interesting. I, I, as much as I want Messi and love Messi, I think if... So I have this weird theory. If they score one goal before mm. the, the clock strikes 30 minutes, yeah. I think Argentina would have a very smooth sailing. I mean, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll comfortably go through. They'll have a comfortable 2-0 or a 1-0 or a 3-1 kind of a result. Mm-hmm. But if somehow Argentina is stopped for the first, say, 40-60 minutes, mm-hmm. then Netherlands is going through. And I have this prediction. I predicted it last time also. I think either Argentina or Netherlands are going to win the World Cup, despite whatever may come. Yeah. So that yeah. is my prediction. Uh, whoever wins of these two, Netherlands or Argentina, is is certainly going into the final and most probably winning it. Um, it's going to be a very interesting match for me also. I mean, so you're suggesting that if Holland win against Argentina, they have what it takes to defeat Brazil. Yes. Mm. Yeah, certainly. Interesting. That is very, very interesting. Is I I I am rather hopeful that I get to see an Argentina Brazil semi-final. Uh, I mean, uh-huh, that would be a very good match as well. Yeah. But yep. I think Brazil goes through if that happens. But then we are we are talking in superlative and, and yeah. double imagination. So yes. let that uh, subside. And what about your predictions? What are yours? I think uh, I think England go through against France. I think Portugal go through. Uh, Argentina go through and Brazil go, go through. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I am... It, it 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 could you could call it a sort of a confirmation bias as well because I believe that it is going to be a, uh, a South America versus Europe final. Um, I mean, it's, but... it's highly unlikely. I mean, okay, yeah, I get it. Because I, I mean, I don't see. See, uh, if if we talk about just these four games, I really don't see Croatia going through. And I don't Same. see Morocco going through. So uh, I think we can very safely assume that one of the semi-finalists is going to be Brazil. So whosoever faces against them, Argentina or Holland, they're going to be fighting against the odds. So it's uh, it's 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 going to be interesting in the way that 
the Argentina Holland game will uh, when whenever that game goes on air, uh, they'll already know that 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 they're facing Brazil. You know, facing Brazil, I, I, I don't know how much impact that that might have on the psyche of players who are going to be playing. Um, but I think yes. the best of players don't don't really care that. Oh, maybe the, they they'll take the chances and. I mean, against it's, if it's Argentina versus Brazil, I'll I'll love it, and it's yeah. gonna be oh, it's gonna be full of red cards. I think <laughs> if that <laughs> it'll happens. be it'll be a very very interesting matchup. That's yeah. the least that is. But yes, uh, my predictions are that we'll have a Brazil Argentina semi final with an England Portugal semi final. Uh, so, yeah, I I think we are getting very close to probabilistically speaking to the to the Argentina Portugal final, the, yeah. the 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 famed Messi versus Ronaldo, which which we might which Ronaldo might not even start. So, it's yeah. Going, it's, so yeah, it's talking going... about another poll, I was talking to you about. Uh, we had another poll on our Instagram page where mm. uh, the question was: with this kind of performance, does how likely do you think is is Ronaldo uh, starting the game? Mm. And it's pretty biased. It's 3367. Mm-hmm. And 67% of people say that no Ronaldo won't be starting. Yeah. And it's I agree. I agree with that. I don't think he's going to start Ronaldo until and unless he's absolutely convinced, tactically speaking, that he'll make sense. Mm. Or rather, he'll make more sense than playing. See, you you don't you can't bench a guy who scored a hat trick and an assist in a in, in a in a knockout game. That just does that's just that's not how it works. Until you are Mourinho, of course. But that's a conversation. Well, I, I don't think even he would do that in 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 this kind of setup because you know the the one thing that Cristiano Ronaldo does not bring to the table at this point in time is form. You know, right. you can you can you can. There is absolutely no denying the fact that he's one of the greatest players to have ever played the game. There is no denying that fact, and mm-hmm. the, the fact that it has come to this where it is even a discussion whether whether Ronaldo plays a game or not is unfortunate but it's exactly how life works the guy is I think it's it was uh, Ramos was the first hat trick of the world cup yes yes it was yeah so yeah it was if, if it you're was. scoring the first hat trick in the tournament i don't think i don't it... think he's getting benched and if he scores against morocco if he scores against Morocco, even if he has an assist against Morocco, he's most certainly playing against England or France, whosoever it is. And, you know, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be very interesting. And with that, I think we are towards the end. So thank you so much for joining in. And we are at, we are at the fag end of, of the tournament. And, and, the best of the matches are, I think, yet to come. We've seen some yep. amazing, amazing matches. Uh-huh. But I would like to see see a, a more, you know, a, a, a tactical mastermind, a chess kind of a match where, you know, uh-huh. it's, it's really tactics that are going because we have either seen, you know, a, a total stalemate or a, or a total dominance. And I think yep. now, now is the real interesting... I think we have two such matches where we could, probabilistically speaking, get to see such a match 
Holland, Argentina is one of them. England, France is the another. So I think we've got some very good games lined up in the next couple of days. So yeah, fingers crossed. Right. So happy to chat with you as always, man. See you. As always. Thank you.